Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. And a gorgeous morning it is. It is, we have to think about this. This is January. Um, First weekend of January, we really haven't had a good solid hard freeze yet now they're coming we'd be silly to think oh no it's not going to freeze but we just haven't seen it yet now we're still in terrible situation when it comes to rain because we're way behind already behind now, in the last week, I got an inch and a quarter of rain, and I'm really grateful to that. It was spread out nicely over several days. So I got a decent soaking and don't have to go out and do anything for my garden. Don't have to worry about my turf or trees. And it looks like we're going to have a pretty decent rain threat on Monday great but tomorrow morning is going to be our cold day of the week maybe the problem is is that we're we're covering such a large area there's i think they consider 11 counties to be in the central texas area some of those counties are going to freeze some of the counties we We're going to stay above the too dang cold temperatures. That's great. Hopefully, that's what we get to look forward to. We're staying warmer. And we still haven't made up for the loss of water. So, hopefully, we'll get some rain here soon. Let's go to the phone. This is Matt. Matt, what can I help you with? That's what we're hoping for. Yes, good morning. Are you there? Yes, sir. Hello. Okay, good. Uh, I'm just laying plans, hopefully, to get a decent peach crop if everything else cooperates, but uh, any suggestions on, I have not pruned them yet, uh, but plan to do that real soon. But any uh, suggestions on what what about fertilizer right now? What's a fertilizer schedule on peaches? Okay. There's a catch-22 here, Matt. Okay. Um, if you promote a lot of new green growth, Now, we're still talking about if you fertilize today, it's probably going to be February before you're going to start seeing the fertilizer get the tree to produce new green growth. That's going to be a factor of the cold. But new growth is tender. The leaves are pretty soft when it comes to insects. They find it easier to attack a plant with those soft leaves from brand new growth than they do uh, a tree with established leaves that are 
thicker and uh, sturdier. So if you fertilize now, you're going to promote early spring leaf growth. And that's an issue where you might wind up with more pests that you have to deal with. Uh Now, the other side of that coin is if you time this out and you can promote the blooming of the trees, you can get more peaches. So I would look at a a low number fertilizer. Uh, There used to be a a fertilizer called... uh, flower power and it was a four six four now you can still get that kind of fertilizer and you could look at using that now because uh it has the nutrients it needs to promote the the flowering and blooming and the budding out of that tree without promoting a whole bunch of new leaf growth is it still too early to do that or should i wait a month or two for the 464. Well, the nice thing about uh, the fertilizer I I named, or if you use um, like Medina's Growing Green Products or Nature's Creations Fertilizer, those kind of uh, organic fertilizers, they will not force nutrient into the tree. Uh They just kind of lay there and go, hey, do you want some? I'm sitting here asking. And that is a good thing. That also means you could fertilize now if you're using a particularly a granular organic fertilizer. And as we get rain, it'll slowly be melted into the soil to where the roots are. And the roots will take up the nutrient as they need it, as opposed to, yeah, it's better than trying to force feed uh, conventional fertilizers, which could overdo them. What about spraying now? I haven't done neem oil in a year or two, a couple of years. Is is that a thought now or uh, some other fungicide earlier? Yeah, you know, the neem oil would not be a bad choice. However, okay, however, uh, neem oil solidifies at about 45 to 40 degrees. It turns into the consistency of butter. So it's real Uh hard to spray. So if you're going to use neem oil, it's a good trick to um, use really hot water. When you uh, add the neem oil to your sprayer, uh-huh. shake it up real good. And that will, you know, if you can keep it warm, then it'll spray nicely. And this would not be a bad time to use it so that you get the tree good and wet, really well soaked. You know, don't miss a single nook or cranny. Yeah. And that uh, neem oil is a fungicide product and it's also going to suffocate and kill any eggs that may be on the tree of pests you don't want. I would I would probably be smarter to prune first and then do the neem oil in the next few weeks, right? Would that be a good idea? To go ahead and prune them? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, if you prune them first, 
then you simply have less tree to take care right. of. Yeah. Okay. And you may After not need maybe as much. the initial fertilizer, like you mentioned, which may be in the, in the next month or so, uh, how frequently should I fertilize peach trees? Well, if you fertilize this spring and they start blooming, creating peach buds for you, I wouldn't fertilize again personally until I had harvested all the peaches. Oh, great. Good. What, uh, I'm, the first year or two that I had these trees producing, it was, they, were, they were really uh, gold star crops. They looked like Fredericksburg peaches. But maybe it's the weather that was, was going so hot last year, it was, wasn't very really encouraging. That, that was probably a main factor last year, I guess, is the heat. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. if I do the fertilizing right, and uh, crops should improve. Well, the trick will be we have to get rain. And yeah. number two, um, if we have the kind of heat we had last year, I would not expect a great crop just because just, it was so hot. Do those commercial growers down in Fredericksburg, do they have like a drip system of supplemental watering uh, on all their orchards? That's usually what's done simply because it's more convenient. They don't yeah. have to stop tree by tree to get them wet. And sure. the yeah. drip systems are efficient. They're effective. And once you get it installed, they last for quite a while. You only have to check to see if a line has broken or has gotten clogged. But they, don't they work all very the time. well. Do they just decide? How much of no, how many times they a week, put them on a timer. Yeah, they put them on timers, knowing okay. how much water will come out of the emitters that drip, and yeah. they calculate I need so much water per week. Okay. Uh, Matt, I'm up against a break. Uh, okay. Thank you for the call. Okay, John I've and James, I, thank you. John and James, I see you there. If you can hang on, I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone here. Let's see. This is this is John. John, what can I help you with? Hey, uh, Jeff, uh, just wanted to put in a big plug for Medina products. Um the, I use the soil activator, and I recently, in the last year, I finally took your advice and started using their lawn fertilizer, too. And mm -hmm. I've only done two applications this year, but my lawn looks way better than it ever did before. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. No bare spots. I mean, everything filled in. It, I, I just can't say enough good about it. It's wonderful. Well... I happen to be out of my spring fertilizer for my turf, so uh, I have been rotating through several to see how they did for me. So I guess I need to put Medina in that rotation now. Well, I used to use Scott's, uh, just the regular one, not a weed and feed. And then every other year I'd use Scott's with iron. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it didn't last. I mean, you could see it fading after a couple of months. I mean, but... This year, my lawn looks like it did, uh, I don't know, in May. 
I mean, it's just amazing. Well, so, excellent. A, I will be heading when, when to... Uh, when I go to a big box store and I see Medina products all covered with dust, I, I'm thinking, why don't these employees just find out a little bit about, you know, what's in their inventory and, you know, make some good recommendations? Well, you know, at a big box store, um, folks will go in and grab what they want to grab. And it may be by brand name, like you said, or it may be they heard a note. Most of the time, the employees, I, I don't mean to diss them, but that's not really their cup of tea to try to tell you, oh, this fertilizer is so much better than this one or whatever. That's unfortunate because I agree with you. Many a times I see some of the better materials sitting there covered with dust and dirt, and they're just not going out the door. Yep. I agree. Anyhow, thank you, Jeff. Thanks for the call, John. Um, let's go to the phone. This is James. James, what can I help you with? Uh, morning, Jeff. Um, I'm calling to ask an onion question. How, okay. How cold does it need to get before we start thinking about covering them? Um, I read this somewhere. They have been successful to 25 without covering them. And that came from a, uh, that came from a place like uh, AgriLife, you know, the Texas A&M, but it was in a um, different state, wasn't Florida. It, it, it may have been from uh, the Missouri place, but uh, they said that below 25 gets kind of iffy on them. So you get down to, if we're going to be 25 or below and you can get them covered, it would be worth the effort. Okay. That's, uh, that's good advice. That's the reason I called. Um, and to remind everybody that uh, Luke out at Compost Tea Labs in Eureka, California, has got everything you need to make compost tea, <laughs> including the compost, all the uh, additives, the equipment, you name it. Compost Tea Labs. Yep, and you know, after the abuse we took last summer from the heat and still being in a drought, that is one of the quickest things to help re revitalize that turf after it was so beat up. And once that turf starts getting better, the soil improves, the water retention improves, everything is good. And compost tea is one of the easiest things to use to get things going. When it comes to Medina products, uh, we we buy the growing green uh, by the ton out here at the farm. So yes, it wow. is good stuff. Wow. Well, I don't need a ton of it, but I will I do. be sure that they get it in smaller bags too, right? 
Yes. <laughs> They've got a small Whoa. small bag for you, uh, just waiting on you. <clears throat> well, um, I will be looking at getting some of that. Um, I, I happen to run out with my fall fertilizing, so um, I, I need to get some more. I will give Medina a try and see how it turns out. Okay, you guys have fun in the garden, then. (laughs) Thanks a lot, James. You know, folks, the best fertilizer we can get over the next few months will be called rain. We so desperately need it. We are so far behind on our rainfall for the year already. Last year, we wound up being about nine inches, I think, nine inches shy of what we would normally get, that's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. So keep that in mind, folks. You are still in the perfect window if you want to put down turf fertilizer, especially the dry fertilizers. They will slowly melt into the soil as we get rain. So hopefully rain will come through for us this spring. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. It's the bottom of the hour. We need to take a break for the news. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, folks. Listen, um, we're still waiting on getting a hard freeze. I know some of you in the outlying areas probably froze this morning, but we're not getting it in central Austin yet. We're not getting that, holy cow, the bird bats are freezing type weather. So... We need it. It's January. And if you've not been in Texas long, um, the oh my gosh type of weather, whether it's ice storm or it's snow or it's freeze apocalypse, that usually is something that comes along in February. Valentine's Day has had some really horrendous weather here. I have pictures of Valentine's Day with snow on the ground. So it's it's coming. Be prepared for it. It doesn't mean it'll be here tomorrow, but we gotta have it. We, we are in need of, uh, we are in need of the cold weather, even though we don't like it. But we need the chill hours for our fruit trees. Are we getting enough of them? Well, we're getting a few hours every day this week. Well, not every day. Um, We're not getting consistently cool evenings yet. But we got to have them. We have to have them. 
because without the right number of chill hours, your fruit trees will not bloom. And with no blooms, they can't set fruit. So uh, you may not want to have to bundle up, but our trees are looking forward to it. Our fruit trees are needing those chill hours. Now, one advantage we have, since we haven't been getting those chill hours and we still haven't got that, oh my gosh, freezing weather yet, is you're probably getting away with not having to cover a lot of plants. Your brassicas, kale, cabbage, broccoli, uh, cauliflower, they can handle to very cold temperatures. 28 degrees probably wouldn't bother them at all. Lettuce, spinach, mustard greens, eh, they, they wouldn't be thrilled with it. And if you're trying to do peas, whether they're snow peas or snap peas, shelling peas, uh, a freeze, that could be a problem for them. So you want to be able to get those plants covered if you need to. That's why you should really plan out your garden beds. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Having weird technical issues at the moment, so just trying to keep things working. Um, right now is a good time at looking to do seed starting. Starting your spring veggies, starting spring flowers. This is a good time to do it. Um, we're looking at tomatoes, peppers, etc. My wife just ordered us new seeds for different kinds of tomatoes that we want to try. And uh, hopefully we will get those soon and get them started. As for potting mix, which everybody, that seems to be the question of the day, what potting mix do we use? Your local nursery will have, will have bag potting mix if you don't want to mess with it. And some people really get into, well, I'm going to make my own seed starting mix. I'm going to make my own potting mix. Great. You can do that. Lots of recipes on the interwebs. But if you just want to grab a bag so that you can start some new seeds, there are plenty of bag products at your local independent nursery that'll work just fine. I'm going to need uh, just a couple of tomatoes to start this spring to put in the ground. But because I have friends and family, <clears throat> I'm probably going to start a lot more than I'm ever going to use. Guess what? All I have to do is take them and share them. I have friends who, oh, you got this kind of tomato? I'll trade you for this kind or whatever. And see if I can't kind of share the wealth for uh, 
my friends and family to be able to have their garden get new tomatoes this spring. Uh, I also have ordered uh, certain peppers I want. Sorry, not a fan of hot peppers. There's a couple that are okay for me, but normally not. we're not doing hot peppers. I'm doing sweet peppers. Uh, got some bell peppers. I have bell peppers on my peppers right now trying to turn red because I haven't hard froze yet. It's really kind of impressive uh, considering they didn't produce during the heat. It was just too hot. But they've been producing during this cold. Uh, everybody's mixed up, I guess. So you gotta you gotta plant what you think you want to have. Now, just rough numbers. If you are seed starting, it's going to be roughly eight weeks from seed to size that will go in your garden. When you go to the nursery, a four-inch start was probably planted roughly eight weeks before you bought it. So this gives you an idea that if you plant this week, as an example, or next week, um, you're looking at having plants available in the first couple weeks of March, when the weather should be very good for getting them in the ground. Now, I talk about seeds starting about vegetable starts all the time, but that's not the only thing that you can do. There are so many plants you can get started at the same time, such as flowers, annuals. There are some perennial seeds that you can start. So seed starting is an easy way to get exact varieties of what you want. Maybe you want a particular color flower, but you can't get it at your nursery. The growers don't bring that color in. Well, there's seed for it, and you could plant them so that you get exactly what you want. You, uh, your nurseries, your nurseries and growers try to accommodate, but you, you can't understand how difficult that can be. You know, there's, um, there's a place called Seed Savers Exchange, and they sort of keep track of all the tomato varieties because they want people to save the seeds for that variety and share it with others. Right now, they list over seven thousand, seven with three zeros, seven thousand varieties of tomatoes. Now, I don't know about you, I ain't got room for seven thousand different tomatoes. So I try to narrow it down uh, to the ones that have done well for me or are particularly useful, flavorful, whatever. 
but you can do that with flowers, with your vegetables. And if you wanted to, heck, you can go out there and start a whole bunch of trees. You can start your own oak trees or forests or cedar elms or, you know, name the tree. You can get it to grow and do very, very well. Um, if we can get loquats, loquat seeds start super easy. So if you go buy loquat trees, go buy as in walk near them. If they fruit, pick up a piece of fruit that falls on the ground. It will have two seeds in it. And you can take those seeds and stick them in some potting soil and start your own loquat. Now, it'll take it a few years to get mature enough to produce fruit. But it's a wonderful tree. It makes a great shrub. Uh, evergreen look to it. Can handle our weather very well. It's a good plant. You can do this, believe it or not, with your Texas sages, um, Pride of Barbados, uh, Barbados cherries, You even things like Turk's cap. You can just start your own seeds. And that way you control what you're going to plant, where it goes. I My problem is, is I have a bazillion Texas sage volunteers suddenly all over my property in places where there is no Texas sage nearby. They're just really, really productive. So you have all of this possibility by starting your own seeds. It doesn't require a ton of equipment. It, uh, is easy to do, doesn't require attention, usually doesn't require attention every day, though you do need to check on the moisture of the seed start. You can purchase um, grow lights. The LED grow lights are pretty inexpensive now. And depending on how much ground you want to cover, uh, you can get a single grow light that will cover an entire seed tray, one seed tray, to get things going. They're not that expensive anymore. They used to be hundreds of dollars, and now you can get one for 30 or less. And it'll provide light to get your plants going. If you wish, if you wish, you can get a heat mat. It provides a low, gentle heat underneath the seed tray to make sure your seeds are in the proper temperature of soil. It's basically, boy, I'm going to date myself here. It is basically a waterbed heater. It's, a, it's not quite as big, and it'll fit under a seed tray and it kind of runs on autopilot. You don't have to uh, maintain the temperature. It's got a thermostat in it, and it provides 
just enough heat to raise the seed starting mix soil to the proper temperature to encourage your seeds to germinate. So if you wanted, you could get, I don't know, a single yogurt cup or cottage cheese cup and throw some potting soil in it and throw some seeds in it, stick it in a sunny window. Congratulations, you're starting seeds. It can be as easy and or as complex as you want to make it. But it's the best way to ensure you get exactly what you want in terms of your seed starting mix, uh, in what seeds you want to plant, how long you want them to grow before you put them in the ground. Seed starting, this is a perfect time to be doing it. This is a wonderful time because you don't have to be outside to do it. And while it's not freezing, while it's not freezing, you know, some of these days it's not the most pleasant time to be sitting outside, especially in the mornings. And it's going to get colder. It has to. We need the cold. So, Starting inside the easy way to do it. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're coming up on the top of the hour. We'll break for the news. I'll catch everybody on the other side. 